Hi, my name is Titi Mutendi and you are listening to Enterprising Families Podcast. Welcome to the world of Enterprising Families where we discuss the issues of governance, next gen and looking at how families of wealth and family businesses growing into families of wealth can preserve their wealth, become better as they go forward into a new generation. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Enterprising Families. And on this episode of Enterprising Families, I have Patricia Wu. And Patricia is a family business expert and advisor who has had an amazing journey. And she really um, invests in the families that she works in. And I always have the most amazing conversations when I speak to Patricia. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. So today we're going to be talking about spirituality and the family business process and our different journeys and how they sometimes lead us to um, amazing spaces and really getting to know each other um, or getting to know ourselves as well as getting Mm -hmm. to know how our spiritual side can influence life decisions as well as um, family business decisions. So Patricia, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey before we get into the topic of today. Right. So my name's Patricia. I'm based in Hong Kong, although I travel a lot like before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to resuming traveling. Um, briefly, I'm a lawyer, um, but deeply I know I'm way beyond a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm someone like who has found the life purpose in life and that that's made a lot of difference in how I um, handle my personal life, my my work, and basically everything that's changed everything. Mm-hmm. So today, the reason why I've chosen the topic spirituality is because I think when I read, when I when I first met you, I had mm-hmm. done some research, and uh, especially when I read your bio. Um, I read all the amazing work you're doing as a lawyer, but then towards the middle to the end of the bio, I read that you were doing um, um, a qualification in spiritual guidance or something like that. Transpersonal psychology and spirituality. Yes. So when I read that, I was like, wow, that's interesting. Automatically that like made me so curious about what is it (laughs) that she does and, and why in particular this, because. Right. I think personally, I'm one of those people where when people think spirituality, they're thinking mostly they're leaning towards religion or some affiliation or so forth. But the one thing we cannot deny all of us, um, no matter what your belief system Mm -hmm. is, is that there's some sort of spirituality we all have, some sort of leaning we all have that guides us to uh, the life that we live every day. Mm -hmm. So... Tell us more about this for you. Why did you choose to, to do that qualification? And why is, and how do you incorporate this in your advisory? Well, responding to, to a point that you mentioned earlier on religion and spirituality, I work with a lot of families, apparently, and some of them are deeply religious. Mm-hmm. Some of them are just spiritual they might not be religious Mm -hmm. so I work with different people and there are people who are 
not even having any spiritual practice, but I believe that in everyone at the soul level, at even the personal level or even business level, mm -hmm. we have to be in touch with a bigger self, mm -hmm. a higher self to bring out the best in us, mm -hmm. to help us transform. So that's basically what I'm working with them towards. But then back to a journey. I started as a family office lawyer um, quite a long time ago, and I was a, a, a fund, uh, trust and tax lawyer. Mm -hmm. I still am, but I know that I'm more than this now. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it just happened without me knowing it. It's, um, it started with a, 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 a drastic personal um, situation. I had a really, really bad breakup um, back in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, it was so bad that I couldn't sleep for two months, even after taking sleeping pills. Wow. It's that bad. Mm -hmm. And after around two months, I, I, I remember waking up one morning at around six o'clock and took a pill and I still woke up at six. And I have been seeing a psychic from the UK mm -hmm. and she has a website and there are pages about angels in the website, but I was never interested in those pages. Mm -hmm. But then that morning I thought that, well, why don't I look at those pages anyways? Cause I couldn't sleep. And I saw an introduction to Archangel Raphael, mm -hmm. who is responsible for mental and physical healing. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, maybe that's the Archangel for me cause I needed mm -hmm. healing apparently. Then there was a prayer and I said that prayer and I, drifted back to sleep mm -hmm. then I had a dream and I saw myself in the dream like um, being with a lot of animals and I was never an animal lover anyway so I was afraid of dog mm -hmm. but then in the dreams there was a huge dog like sitting on my lap mm -hmm. and I was actually patting its stomach so it's not like me at all in that dream mm -hmm. so when I woke up I thought well this is something special so I talked to the psychic and she said, well, you have made a connection with the archangels and you should get help from the archangels like, um, because of your situation. And I started to, to meditate, um, trying to get help or get response from the archangels. And, and I was able to go back to regular sleep patterns within two weeks with no pills, um, no help. Mm -hmm. Then I thought, the angels actually saved my life. Mm -hmm. I started to read more about it. I suppose like by now I must have read more than 500 books on spirituality, angels, and various sorts of like spiritual um, topics. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that this special connections that I have with angels basically change how I look at things. Mm -hmm. And after a few months, I thought, well, maybe I should get angels to help with my work as well mm -hmm. then bit by bit like miracles happen there were clients who come to me like old clients that i've had for five six years would come to me and then she came for technical reasons mm -hmm. but then we realized at the end of the meeting that it wasn't just technical reasons that caused her problems mm -hmm. it's also her mental and energetical reasons mm -hmm. that made things difficult for her mm -hmm. so at the end of that meeting I gave her three pages of notes only one page on technical stuff mm -hmm. the other two pages are actually related to 
um, spiritual practice that she could adopt mm -hmm. to ease her situation, to help improve the entire environment. And that's the first time that I realized that it might be better to work with both technical tools and spiritual tools. Mm -hmm. And we thought the, the meeting would be just one and a half hours and it turned out to be three hours and, and we were both in tears. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time that I realized it's actually doable. So the immediate weekend after that meeting, I, I was looking through the internet and I was thinking to myself, um, I know this is useful, mm -hmm. but maybe not everyone is as spiritual as I am. So mm -hmm. um, maybe I need something to bridge like, the, the legal work that I'm doing with the spiritual stuff that I want to bring in. Mm -hmm. So I needed a, a kind of qualification, something in between mm -hmm. to give me credibility. And I mm -hmm. looked on the internet and I found this program on transpersonal psychology. So I, so I wrote to the to the school and I told them that this is something that I'm looking to do and I and it had an interview started the program I'm still doing it mm -hmm. I'm actually working on the project on bringing in um, the concept and tools of intuitive inquiry mm -hmm. into the work of family offices mm -hmm. combined with legal work of course so mm -hmm. this is a journey that I've been on for a long time Wow, there's this is so much to unpack there. I've got so many questions. Um, I think the first question I have mm -hmm. is um, when working with families, and you've worked with mm -hmm. many families over many years, yep. and more so when you started um, working with them on um, a two pronged um, format, and yep. you, you started digging deeper. Mm -hmm. How often have you seen that the spiritual side um, of, of our existence has impacted families and families in business? And how important would it be for families, especially when they are facing that um, difficulty and uncertainty, mm -hmm. for them to also look at that as an option and explore that in their own space? Well, I suppose there are clients who just come to me for technical stuff. Mm -hmm. And I only bring up the spiritual side when there is a need to, or when I'm given a sign. Okay. Um, sometimes signs can come as um, like a whisper, mm -hmm. like a song that I hear, like someone telling me something. Mm -hmm. And usually I would be very honest with whoever I'm working with. And most of the time, the, the, the sound or the noise would come from the ancestors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is particularly useful when we have situations where families are kind of stuck in agreeing on a certain structure to use or mm -hmm. how to divide family assets, how mm -hmm. to grow the family business. Mm -hmm. um, most people would not be aware of it, but um, everyone, it's, no one is in the vacuum. Like everyone has his genetic makeup, like family makeup. And maybe it's more common um, in Asia or even in Africa that the word karma would be seen quite a lot in the family context. 
um, that's related to the earlier generations, generations that might have passed already, but um, we cannot deny the fact that they still have impacts on us. So when the ancestors come, I would be extremely grateful because they do give us a lot of information. And, and there are actually occasions where I would ask the Chinese families, for example, because we have a tradition of worshipping and still communicating, or at least like bearing in mind the existence of the ancestors. Sometimes I tell them that we don't have to rush into a decision today, but you can actually go back home and and say a prayer to your ancestors and then wait for them to come back to you and that actually worked in a number of occasions so the ancestors are important and sometimes oh there is this example that i really want to share with you um, mm -hmm. um there is this one client who came in first for some highly technical stuff mm -hmm. We're still working on that case. It's been two, three years, but it's it's very technical. It's very complex, so we're still working on it. Mm -hmm. um, and then after we agreed on the hugely complex structure, he he through his family office came to me, um, asked for my help with family constitutions, mm -hmm. and I still remember the the night before I before the um, the meeting. I was exercising at home and then thinking about the meeting the next day and then I heard a voice um, in my head telling me talk to him about spirituality tomorrow. And then I was thinking well it's easy for me to talk about spirituality because this is something I'm very devoted to but how do I start a conversation? And then no response. And then the next day, the moment I stepped into the room, seeing that person, I was basically stunned because he was wearing a black T-shirt with a pair of wings at the back, like black T-shirt with white feather pattern mm -hmm, mm -hmm. showing a pair of wings. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that was a sign. And I told that client, oh, so you're wearing an angel like wing um, T-shirt. I can actually see angels and I use spirituality like to help clients and he said you know what I can see like spirits as well so that that basically opened up to a new dimension to our conversation and we had a long long talk about this and and, and we came to agree that the theme for the family constitution would be self-awareness Mm -hmm. And I'm still developing his family constitution now, but um, but there is one um, one sentence that that I've used in in a letter um, from him to his um, future generations, and that sentence is: when we plan the tangible, we respect and honor the intangible. When we when we when we plan the tangibles mm -hmm. we respect and honor the intangibles okay got you and got that you. would not have been part of the family constitution if the episode where i saw the wings on his t-shirt happened mm -hmm. so this is apparently a clear sign like for me to to indicate to me that this is the right moment to bring it up mm -hmm. And basically, as I said, it opened up our conversation to a completely new dimension. And this is, it's not me. It's not like me making it happen. It's something a lot bigger mm -hmm. than me. 
-hmm. And this actually takes us to transpersonal psychology. Transpersonal, transpersonal means the relationship between a person and something bigger mm -hmm. than the person. Mm -hmm. So I feel that um, when I'm working with a client on a case, it's not like me making it happen. I'm just trying to be the best channel that I could be to allow this to happen at the right time at, um, for the right purpose with the right group of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm just listening to you and I'm thinking, um, because I'm a Montessori educationalist and mm -hmm. um, in, in, in such spaces, in the Montessori space, we call our teachers guides. So mm -hmm. they're not necessarily there to give information as much as it is to share the information that they have yeah. and um and help the student the child mm -hmm. to to walk their journey themselves yeah. while providing um the right information and also the right tools for them to walk this journey so i'm, I'm just correlating that and thinking it's, yeah. it's it's very very similar for to to what you're describing and the experience itself and um well, this is so wise. This is such a wise concept. It's I totally agree with it because I'm I'm so glad and I'm so grateful that you just bring this up. Mm -hmm. Because when when I use the term self-awareness, it actually means um, that everyone is capable of, as you said, finding its own journey. Mm -hmm. If we I know education is a great thing. It's, a, it's important to a lot of people and families. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when people use the word education, as you said, like it's, it might mean that someone knows better than another person. I do not believe it's the case. Like everyone should be given the opportunity to look inwards. And then from inward, by finding the inner identity, then we know where we start and how we relate to the external world that and by gaining this kind of self-awareness um, mm -hmm. it might even be more important than just education in transforming a person or even a family or even a society mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think education in itself is um it's taking all the knowledge that we have accumulated mm -hmm. over a period of time. And um, with the human race, we have been alive for many, 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 many years. And um, we learn every day and mm -hmm. uh, we have opportunities for learning new things every day. And I think from one of the many discussions we've had, we've also touched on the fact that our journeys now can be reflective of past journeys as much as um, can be a prelude to future journeys. Mm -hmm. And in families, when, especially families, um, families in businesses, yes, there's always those technical stuff. Like, um, like mm -hmm. you said, you have clients that come to you for the technical things. Mm -hmm. uh, they need a lawyer and they need a lawyer who can help them with tax. And obviously that's the easy stuff because that's okay. This, this is the law, this is how it can be um, interpreted, and this is how we can help you. But then as we journey in this, in this space called life, there is more than just the technical stuff. Yep. 
there is those things where you can walk into a lawyer's office and say, I need help with a divorce. I need help with the family constitution. I need help with this. And you can interpret the legal stuff and tell them this is what we can and this is what we cannot do. But even as we seek help for the technical stuff, there is that spiritual stuff that we carry with us Mm -hmm. and which sometimes can envelope us on an individual level but can also Mm -hmm. envelope our complete families and i think in different religions um, and um, different spiritual journeys it's been interpreted differently but then the one commonality is that we know that there is in and this is putting it very, very simply, Mm -hmm. there is good vibes and there's bad vibes. And sometimes you can walk into a space and you can feel- you just know it. Yes. Even before, or perhaps even before you walk into a space, like Mm -hmm. I'm very intuitive, as you know, I can actually, oh, let me me tell you something. Like on Sunday, Mm -hmm. I just had my birthday on Monday. So my family came to my place or like for a family gathering on Sunday. And and by the time I got home, like everyone at my place already, um, I could hear outside of the door that they were playing games, like board games and everyone's laughing and having a good time. And I could see with with my mind's eye, the the color pink and gold Mm -hmm. inside before I actually go in, into the apartment. Mm-hmm. So this is an example of like someone being able to sense or even see the energy before seeing the people. But then I spotted with my mind's eye, there is a, um, a patch of gray energy at the corner. Mm-hmm. And then later I realized the reason is my brother was sitting there and he was having a flu. Uh-huh. And I didn't know, I didn't know before like he told me that he was sick because, yeah, and, um, and then that, that's a good reason, a good, a good example of someone being able to see mm-hmm. energies. And, and I'm actually using this with my clients. Mm. Um, um, well, interestingly, I... I usually handle um, families that are harmonious mm-hmm. and loving. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've realized that um, since last year, there are actually more and more um, families in dispute that found the ways to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was introduced to me by a family friend and a client, and he called me telling me that well a friend of mine has to see you tomorrow something happened with the family during the weekend and you have to see them then I trusted my friend so I didn't even ask what happened but then miraculously around two three weeks before I got this call from this friend I had a feeling that I needed to read about mediation and arbitration. Mm -hmm. So I ordered a number of books and I started reading them and then got this call. And then I knew probably it's it's a sign for me to get ready for family dispute situations. And then the the mother and the son came and they they were still in shock because of something bad that happened to the family. 
during the weekend and then started working with them. Um, I remember like a month after we, I first met like the two of them, the mother came to me alone, like on a Saturday. And there had been disputes mm -hmm. um, in the family. And partly I realized like after seeing them a few times, it's because she, the mother was never very decisive about how she wanted to do things. Mm -hmm. And then I realized maybe what she needed was of course legal advice, but then the, even the best legal advice couldn't help her without her getting back to her clarity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She couldn't be changing her mind all the time and then asking everyone to change with her. It doesn't work that way. Mm. So that Saturday, um, after a long conversation, she admitted that I realized maybe part of the problem it's me mm. i was never clear about what i wanted anyway so i said to her this might be the best moment mm -hmm. in the entire process because you have come to realization that this is the issue and then i said to her my i started to use my mind side and i told her that i can see you and your family members all walking in the forest but a dark forest. You can kind of hear each other, but you cannot see each other. So you thought you knew what's the overall picture. You thought you knew what's good for the other people, but not the case. Mm -hmm. You have to walk out of that forest. You have to be able to get to a place where you can actually see. Mm -hmm. And then to ask her, well, why don't we do a meditation together, partly to help her clear up the um, the, the negative vibes, as you said, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. partly to, to ease her back pain. She had a very bad operation, like bad back pain and an operation before I saw her that time. And it happened after I started seeing her. So I, and that's, and, and by now, like most people would have understood and, and believed that sometimes our energy is tied to our physical body. Mm -hmm. When the energy is not right and there could be a problem with the body and I explained it to her and she thought that that made sense for her. So we did a meditation and then we took it from there. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is part of um, yeah, the work that I do with my, my clients. It's, I mean, I didn't plan it. It's, it's all improvisation. But, but, then, but then I was being honest with them mm -hmm. that if you come to me, this is what you get like you have me like the entire person, the spiritual Patricia, mm -hmm. the legal Patricia, the, the um, perhaps sometimes witty Patricia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so you get me. How do you think people, uh, are a lot of people mm -hmm. open to embracing their spirituality or right. is it people sometimes get nervous because they don't really mm -hmm. understand it? You mean like people I work with or other people? I think people in general, because I, I find that um, it's one of those things where um, there's that saying where it says um, religion and politics are probably the most volatile areas mm -hmm. in, in, in any conversation. So when you are speaking to people, obviously, like you said, um, even before you approach um, somebody, when you're dealing with them 
from mm-hmm. your technical side before you start dealing with them with uh, on the spiritual side you wait for that the signal or yeah. some sort of yeah. sign that shows you that yeah. this person is going to be open or mm-hmm. is going to uh, find uh, relief in mm-hmm. the assistance that you can give them from that spiritual side so my question is that um how comfortable are people with their with spirituality across the board whether it's people you work with um, on a professional level or the families that you work with because i've always found that when it comes to anything spiritual whether it's religion or otherwise people mm-hmm. internally know and mm-hmm. uh, appreciate the fact that there is spirituality out there there is other things that there are at play other than what we see with our eyes most of the time however not everybody is willing to embrace it show it yeah or even show it uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah i can see i can totally see where you come from um in in terms of clients clients first i suppose they um i always wait for the signs mm-hmm. and they're actually signs actually come early Mm-hmm. most of the time mm-hmm. um they're kind to, to proactively ask me um to do a prayer with them before we start a meeting that happened quite a number of times mm-hmm. um there were moments when we got stuck like or something really bad happened to them and they and they got really nervous and they felt well this might be the perfect moment to to do a small meditation and get relaxed like before mm-hmm. we look for a solution so mm-hmm. that happened um and there are actually a number of times where um oh one one of the um i've had a a meeting first meeting with uh, with a tycoon in southeast asia he was brought to me by a friend and within 10 minutes started talking he asked me do you believe in ufos <laughs> so yeah i do of course there are, i mean yeah. There are all sorts of beings out there, and then that's how the conversation started, and then, yeah, and then everything else history. I mean, started working with them, mm-hmm. and and recently, um, a lady who came with her friends, like mm-hmm. she, we had a major like spiritual conversation, even the first meeting, and I'm working with her on a number of projects for her families, and um, yeah, and. So most of the time, to be honest, I feel that when clients come to me, it's it's just a reunion. Mm-hmm. The way we connect, like the way we, yeah, it, it's as if we must have seen each other or work with each other or have, yeah, been, or even or family, yeah, before we. Yeah, see each other in this lifetime because just so miraculous but then there are people as you said like who are not ready to embrace this mm-hmm. um um an ex-boyfriend for example like um for a very long time like both both of us would speak at the same conferences and and i'm very always very open about like seeing angels and why this is important to families and he mm-hmm. would have to tell not to be so open about it afterwards and then i found 
And then I found myself kind of not really being myself when he was around in the same conference. And when I spoke at conferences where he wasn't even there, mm-hmm. I felt I was so free to say whatever I wanted to say. So that probably explains why the breakup should have happened. And mm-hmm. um, and and this you said, um, oh, this year, um, I haven't been able to travel at all this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Previously, I was traveling on a monthly basis, like um, to lots of countries, like telling people about this and working on cases and stuff. But then this year, no traveling. But then my messages traveled mm-hmm. in the sense that they um, there were many reporters, like um, writers who came to me before, like trying to write a story on this on publications. Mm-hmm. But it never really happened. But it's which is okay with me because I know it's not an easy topic to write about anyways mm, mm. but then this year again miraculously um my way of doing family office work got published mm-hmm. um by like professional writers and reporters mm-hmm. on euro money mm-hmm. um hobbies and wealth management mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. so it's it's really quite something that the message got out there without me physically traveling wow thank you so so much patricia for opening up yourself and the work that you do the amazing work that you're doing and helping families out there and i think i'll let you just have one last word that you'd like to share with uh, our listeners and um yeah you have the floor Well, I suppose the the most important thing, like for whoever, it's to be your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad to see family members not showing the true color, even within the family, and I've seen a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are apparently conditioning, there are pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, external, internal, but well, we come to this world, some people believe we have many lifetimes, some people don't think so. We come to this world, this time to be ourselves and we don't travel to a far place to pretend to be another person. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, the best thing is to be yourself, to find your life purpose. It's not easy, but once you have found it, you know what's right for you and what is not right for you. And and it's so fulfilling. I hope everyone finds it. Thank you. Thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you.